This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all A Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With Dylan Hafer Well, go check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I'm Dylan Hafer and it is Monday and I am excited to be joined by today's guest. She is a Bravo content creator who I have really been enjoying on TikTok lately and also on Instagram. You know her as Housewives and Chit Chat. Please welcome Elle Murasaki. Hi, thank you so much. Of course, thank you for being here. I was so excited that you were able to come on the show and I feel like the timing worked out really well because not only are we going to be recapping Real Housewives of Atlanta, but we've got some social media mess to talk Meshed. about. And that's mess with like a capital M, capital E, <laughs> and two S's. It's, it's all caps with a space in between each letter. <laughs> oh my God. I So I recorded two episodes last week talking about the Beverly Hills drama that had already gone down. And when I knew you were coming on on Monday, I had seen you post some videos about it. I was like, oh, I'm sure like... Well, you know, I'll get her thoughts about it. We'll we'll like touch base on that. But then Lisa Rinna decided over the weekend that now she wants to be have main character villain energy. And <laughs> I feel I feel duped because the other day I was on this podcast saying like as much as Lisa Rinna is a mess and a clown sometimes, I feel like she handled this situation better than <laughs> some of the rest of them. You know, she was the, one of the first ones to speak out about uh, the attacks on Garcelle's son and all of that stuff. And I was like, okay, like she, you know, she spoke up. I appreciate that. And then now that energy has shifted to something, <laughs> to something different. Well, unpopular opinion. I don't think it was a shift. I I personally feel like her early apology was hit dogs holler energy. Like, mm. oh, let me just put it out there. Like she plays the or attempts to play the PR game very well. So I felt like it was kind of like, no, look, can't look in my direction. I've already I've already said something. Right. Like she addresses everything and then she deletes half of it. And then mm-hmm. you don't actually know where she stands. And so over the weekend, she posted this bizarre video where she basically suggested that maybe the Beverly Hills production company was behind the bot attacks in an attempt to divert attention from whatever is going to happen on this Aspen trip, which, first of all, we haven't seen the Aspen trip. They didn't even have a new episode last week. So if they're trying to divert the attention, they did it a week or two too early. But also, like, I just don't believe that that's what's happening here. I don't think that that's what's happening. And at this point, I am like, child, forget Aspen. Go get the cameras and film this. <laughs> like, <laughs> this, this is every four hours. It's new breaking news. Like, it's the Patrick Summers. It's the Lisa Rinna post. It's the Sheree and Diana Jenkins. It's just like, who cares about Aspen at this point? Right. Like, 
Kathy Hilton may be saying a homophobic slur in Aspen. Like, I would like to know what happened, but I'm certain, like, this feels more important to me at this point. Yeah, but like, did the cast members hire bots? Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's (laughs) important, and we do need to unpack that really quick. Can you answer this? (laughs) (laughs) And so then, Afterward, after she also then the Bravo statement that all of the Beverly Hills cast members reshared last week, which, you know, that's its own separate thing, how we feel about that statement. But Lisa Rinna had posted it last week, and then now it is no longer on her profile. And um, CC Loves You on Instagram had DM'd Rinna to ask what happened about, you know, why she took down that post. And Lisa Rinna posted her DM replies and said, I archived it. That's all. I've been keeping my social page very edited. If you will notice, I'm keeping it very positive, non-negative and fashion and fun. I don't want anything negative on my grid. And since my own children are being threatened as we speak, I felt it best to archive it. The statement did nothing. So why keep it up? Our children are getting death threats. All of our children. It's gone beyond and I need to keep my family safe now. I will no longer be saying or posting anything about the show. (sighs) What? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, honestly, what? Like, mm, um, okay. Like, what was that? But it's the positioning is so weird to me, right? Like, obviously, the people that started attacking Portia and all, that's horrible. That should not be done. That was an isolated incident. Here, somebody purchased Comet Bots to attack somebody. And instead of focusing on that, and instead of using your platform to say, hey, Bravo, like I'm publicly saying that we need to investigate this. We now, all of the other cast members are now all of a sudden receiving death threats. And that's what we should be talking about. Right. And I mean, she's kind of trying to have it both ways where she's saying like, oh, I like to keep my page fashion and fun and whatever, which like, I, okay, fine. If you want an aesthetic, that's one thing. But then she's saying that the reason she deleted it was because now her kids are getting threats and she just wants to be like removed from the situation. And it's like, okay, but those aren't, those aren't the same thing. Like if you're deleting it with an actual purpose of protecting your family, then maybe you should be upfront about that or say something about that or address that in a more meaningful way. But just archiving the post and being like, nah, I want my page to be fun. Isn't like, then it just <laughs> like if that, if there's an actual reason where you're trying to protect your kids, you should say that because then it comes across like you're just like, nah, fuck Garcelle. I don't like her anyway. And it's like, okay, well, there, there's more going on here. Exactly. Exactly. There's a lot to unpack, but it's, again, it's just all weird to me. Like when you just kind of zoom out and look at the whole situation, you look at the names that kept coming up that in the comments that the bots were leaving, there was a commonality there. There's commonalities amongst all of the stories that the other women are putting out, like, it's not lost on me that ev- now everybody's receiving death threats. And if that's happening, that's horrible. But it's just the timing in which these posts from all of the castmates who are as- assumed to be in it, the way they roll out and the way that they play out. And you're just like. Right. And I think last week with the types of statements that Diana and Erica had put out, it felt like they reshared the Bravo thing, which was like, obviously, you know, in support of Garcelle. But then other than that, their main focus was just like getting people to stop saying that they were the ones that purchased the bots, <laughs> which like, I obvi- like, obviously it's not fun to be accused of something that you, you know, theoretically didn't, didn't do. do, but also it's like your damage control isn't 
the top priority in this situation. And I think for most of us watching the show and seeing all of this play out on Instagram, it's frustrating that now it feels like these women are like kind of pulling in a victim narrative where it's like, I'm being hurt too. Like people are accusing me of something. And it's like, what about what happened to me? (laughs) Right. And it's like this, you just like, can't forget that this is all stemming from a 14 year old boy getting, you know, these awful racist, vile comments on Instagram. And it's like, okay, yeah, like I don't care as much about people being rude to Erica. Like I just don't because it's not the same. And I don't get how a group of mothers, like at some point, F the show. You know what I mean? Like, as a mom, how do you not say, like, hold on? Like, just real, raw, unfiltered post and or, like, where are their PR managers? (laughs) Like, specifically Lisa Rinna and Diana Jenkins. Like, who's running the show over there? Because, baby girl, what? Yeah, being anybody on Lisa Rinna's team sounds like it would be harrowing i just don't i can't imagine but i'm curious i mean they're they're filming their reunion this week that's the plan and i just i i'm trying to imagine what the energy in that room is going to be like and it it just seems like it's hard to imagine it going well (laughs) it's going to be so heavy and so dark and um i was talking about this with uh bravo and blaze on Instagram, like, it's not entertaining. This is not entertainment. To try and have to force people to get to the bottom of attacking a child, like, we've come a long way from chartering jets to go to Adrian's basketball games. (laughs) (laughs) Right, and I, I think, like, the hard thing about reunions specifically is that for a reunion to work well, there has to be a balance of the drama and unpacking the drama and arguing and that stuff that we love, but also there need to be the moments of lightness and laughing at all the silly things that happened this season and putting our differences aside and being like, Oh my gosh, wasn't this dumb. And to have the full scope of sisterhood. Right. And to have something like this, that's such a, a darkness coming in right before the reunion. It's just tough because it makes it hard to envision like Garcelle's going to sit there on the couch and like laugh with Lisa about the other moments that they had. Like, it's just kind of hard to, to picture that going how we would like it to go in a perfect world. And it's just like, I I don't want this reunion to just be like three to four episodes of darkness. Of darkness and fluff, because I imagine that there's so much that they're not going to talk about, be it because like, and I, I think, That's the thing sometimes Bravo fans miss. This is still a production. This is still a show, right? So there are things that happen off of social media that just can't make it to social media yet. I can't get on here and say, we're launching a full out investigation and da 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 Like, you know, like you got to play chess, right? So there's that aspect of it. And then I'm sure that there's stuff that these ladies and their teams are like, yeah, we're not. Mm -mm. Yeah, that happened, mm-hmm. but no, we're not talking about it. I, I just feel like this whole episode is, or this whole reunion is going to be one big redaction. And I don't want to watch that either. <laughs> <laughs> right. And like, if we if we stick to what was on the show this season, which w- would make it easier, you know, would cut out some of the liabilities or touchy subjects. It's like, okay, then, so we do we have another... 45 minutes of Diana accusing people of bullying her for having a miscarriage because like we've already been there we've and already been there. based on are we her- going to bring Amex credit card receipts like what like if we're not <laughs> showing it at this point 
keep it. Right. And so I I think there's there's like a I can't decide how, what I'm hoping for because it's like if we spend too much time wading into the social media mess of it all, that's kind of like a bottomless pit. But then mm-hmm. also it's like if we if we avoid that and we're just left to rehash what happened on the season, I I mean, I can't think about the Elton John charity thing anymore. So it's it's yeah. a little I'm I'm hoping that they have some kind of strategy to pull it together, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, I don't know. We'll it see. doesn't feel like they do. I would really like to see um, Kyle and Reed. I, I would like to see them apologize to Garcelle for sitting there and chuckling over Erica's behavior. I would like to see Kyle apologize to Sutton for how she acted out there um, with their conversation. And I know she said th- those things have happened, but as a viewer of the show, somebody who also watched you do that, I would like to watch you own up uh, mm. and apologize. So I would really, really like to see those two things. But then to your point, ha- we've gotten so much in previews and is as much stuff is going on, it's not really a full, full season. Like these episodes are still pretty dry. So it's we've talked about everything. We've covered everything. We've seen y'all talk behind the backs and then in front of people and then yell at events. And it's like, you gonna, <laughs> is she going to bring the book? Is she going to bring Room 23? I'd be, I'd watch that as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd be down. I feel like that's like Diana has gotten she's kind of gotten off easy this season because there's this like thing hanging over that we've mentioned once or twice, but it's like, we need, we need Teresa to bring the book and put it on the table and be like, let's talk about it. No, let's talk about it. Like, didn't she, when she gave Garcelle a copy, right? For her birthday. Yeah. Garcelle needs to bring it. Garcelle, bring the book to the reunion. (laughs) Bring the book to the reunion. (laughs) Keep it in your back pocket. If things get, if things go left, pull out the book and we can, we can talk about it. I want, I wanted to have him dog eared. In the Dubai reunion trailer, we get a Jeffrey Epstein mention. I feel like we could have something similar happening on on Beverly Hills, but you know, now she I, hired if 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 Diana hired one PR person, it was to make sure that that didn't come up on the show. Right, right. She's like, and then they clocked out. <laughs> right, she's she's like, I already spent my PR allotment on on the actual shit that I did in the past, and then these bots were not part of the plan. <laughs> the, the bots were not part of the plan. <laughs> yeah, and then the P, she called the PR agent afterwards, and he was like, Yeah, I'm not with a ten foot pole. <laughs> she's like, Yeah, I, I actually see that the fans haven't been loving you this season, so I'm going to respectfully decline this offer. <laughs> I'm going to disrespectfully decline, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Have the day you deserve. (sighs) Anyway, we will see. We will see how this reunion goes. But uh, before we pivot to Atlanta, I do just want to shout out Lindsay and Carl for getting engaged over the weekend. I don't have I don't have that much to say. I feel like it's like, okay, it was the season finale. Something had to happen and they got engaged. But, you know, the ring is nice. The pictures are cute. And and I love that for them. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card.
Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin in orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. We can just move along to Atlanta. I'm curious to get your thoughts as we approach the end of the season. We got our reunion looks last week. How have you how have you been liking the season of Atlanta as a whole? I don't. I, I don't. Um, me and my friend were just talking about this last night as we were watching the episode. I think if I wasn't doing the recaps and like enjoying the conversation with people in my comment section, I might have saved this season to binge like while I was cleaning the house one day or something. It's not. There are moments there and, and you know, we talk about them because it's the show. But like as a whole, I think. They're going to have to do something. I, I don't I don't know if this is going to get for next season. Interesting. I I feel like most people that I have talked to are like a little more positive about it. Like maybe still somewhere in the middle, but are, are kind of finding things to enjoy and, you know, maybe the weaker moments are being helped along by some of the stronger moments. But what are your thoughts on a lot of people have not been loving Marlo as a housewife the last few weeks, especially. How have you, how do you feel Marlo has done this season? I am so disappointed. I was like an advocate for Marlo for a peach. Like, you know what I mean? Like I was at all of the protest rallies. Like, why doesn't she have one? Um, And so I was really, really excited when they announced that she was getting one. Uh, And quite like Beverly Hills, this is dark. This isn't, it's not entertainment. Uh, to just her storyline, her fights with Kenya. It's just really dark and it's just not becoming. And I'm re- I'm really disappointed. And again, if that is what we're giving, if this is the caliber of entertainment, she she can they can take the beach back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens because I think, you know, I, I don't necessarily think they're going to make a lot of casting changes for next season just because I think this group, you know, it's kind of an easy group to just say like, okay, yeah, for the most part, this works. We might add somebody. But um, the the thing with Marlo and Kenya is interesting because I obviously, they argue with each other, which could be interesting, but it just sort of feels like they're past the point of no return in a way that makes it like, why are we still putting in the effort? And this week, watching Drew and, you know, sort of Sheree plan this double birthday surprise party for them. It's like, why are we all still 
playing into this idea work. that if we put them in the right situation with enough balloons and, you know, beg them to get along, that they might have some kind of breakthrough. Like, it just feels like a waste of time, both for everyone in the group and for us as viewers. It's like, have a party for something else. Like, <laughs> Celebrate something different. Right. Nobody, including the two of them, want to be at a joint Kenya Marlowe birthday party. So it's sort of like, what is the point? What, and like, it's why? also like you're playing with me because if any me and anybody in this group are supposed to be friends, then you should be like, no, my friend's not going to like that. <laughs> mm. Don't. No, thank No. Like you said, celebrate something else. Why would you throw a party for me in my honor with somebody that you know I don't like? Like, keep that. Right. And I think with Drew, I actually have been, you know, sort of enjoying Drew this season just because I think her kind Same. of... Her, like, delusional energy is really, it really, like, appeals to me. I think it makes for great TV. But it's, like, Drew. (laughs) Again, like, what you just said, I think, is a good point. That it's, like, if the idea of the show is that these women are actually friends with each other, then I don't feel, like, there are people in my life that I really dislike for whatever reason. And, like, if a mutual friend threw a party for us together, I'd be, like, no, I barely even want to be at the party with her, let alone like have a cake that we're, you know, right. like stand on the stage and sing happy birthday. Right. Like, so it, no. it does kind of feel like with Drew, I feel like Drew is kind of a very easy like production puppet for the most part. Like mm-hmm. she will kind of do whatever they want her to do. And in this situation, it's like it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense. Like you it, could Drew could have her Drew could have her get well, Drew sparkly boot party and Kenya and Marlo could both attend and we could have had the exact same, you know, forced intervention, but it would have felt at least like the, like the event was real. Was real. Like it would seem like something that mimicked what would happen in your real friend group. And it's, I just, I am enjoying Drew. That doggy bone moment was not for me. I think I like her. I like her. I think she's finally coming out of that new housewife shell, figuring out what she is and what she isn't going to share, what how she wants to kind of self-produce and be portrayed no matter how things are edited. Um, I, I look forward to her Ashley Darby season, wherein she leaves Ralph and we get to see her without him. <laughs> <laughs> Five years from now, we'll be like, woo! I've been waiting, girl! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that... I agree the dog bone moment fell flat. And to me, it kind of, it felt like last season she had that moment where she brought the headshot for LaToya at the, and I th- I feel like that kind of worked a little bit better, or at least like somebody told her it did. And then, <laughs> so for this season, she was like, okay, I got to get another prop. I got to have another moment where I'm like throwing, the, like I got to. She's just not a reader and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Reading isn't everybody's strong suit, you know? Right. I think Drew, it's like where she fits in the group is more like she's kind of like a good time girl who's like a little bit delusional. And I think she is a pretty good friend, at least or at least tries to be. And I think it's okay if that's kind of all you're bringing. But yeah, like when she when she actually gets into like back and forth arguments with people, she's not really the one that's going to like get across the finish line there with the reads. She's not. And I think the thing that we always have to remember with Drew is Drew is used to communicating with Ralph. 
and fighting for space and fighting for her voice in that conversation. She has to barrel through and over talk to even make it appear like Ralph is hearing her. You know what I mean? So it's, that's what she's used to. That's her communication style. She's only on her second season, you know? So I think that the girls have to, well, they should remember that when they're communicating with her. Yeah. The, the, the book photo cover shoot that they did this week for Ralph's, the step in parenting book. It was just like this conversation again about Josiah and how Ralph's not going to adopt him. It's frustrating because I don't really have an opinion on the actual parenting situation. Like, I don't know all the details, whatever. But hearing Drew talk about it and she's like, she's like, well, I've learned that I need to respect Ralph and his decisions. So, like, I'm not super happy with this choice, but, like, I just need to respect him. And it's like, does he respect you? Like, are you being respected? If there were any kind of comparable situation and Drew and was doing her own thing that Ralph didn't agree with, it would be, I would say it would be a big fight, but it probably wouldn't even happen because Drew would just do what Ralph wants her to do. And the it, thing. it's it's tough for me to watch Drew kind of like hold Ralph to this standard that I don't think she would have for herself even a little bit. Listen, when she gave Sonia that advice, when Sonia as a woman, as a mother was saying, I'm tired, these are all of the reasons that I don't feel like I would make a good mom of two, what is your advice? And for her to say, you just got to do it, told me everything that I need to know about how that situation works. And I mean- She seems to like it. And so for that, I love it. But it is very painful to watch because it's like, girl, no. no. Right. And I think I think the thing for me, it's like if she's if she genuinely is like happy and feels like that's the kind of situation that is working for her, then it's like to each their own. But I think the way she portrays it to the world is very different. Like she doesn't really understand how the dynamic looks to everyone else. So she's like, no, 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 we're equals. He respects me, whatever. But then all the behavior we see is like not giving that. The (laughs) opposite or somebody else speaking up for Drew and Drew saying, "Uh, I've been trying to tell him that. Mm. (laughs) So it's like, why have you been trying to tell him that, but tell us something different? (laughs) I don't like that. And you can tell... Whenever her mom, Pastor Jeanette, is around, you can tell Ralph is just kind of like, let's get this over with. Like, what are you going to say to me? Like, he doesn't, it doesn't seem like he really wants to listen to her either. And it's like, ah, the women. But that's because I feel like, I feel like Pastor Jeanette sees through his BS and calls him on it way more than Drew does. Even if she goes along with it, even if she's not after the fact in Drew's ear, like, "Mm, that wasn't a good idea, she calls him on it. Whereas, Drew will be like, eh, it happened. You know, he does his thing. Like, no, why you was in Tampa? <laughs> we're never, we're simply never going to get a, a solid explanation of that. It's it's going to be like 10 seasons from now. And Drew, if, if she clings to her peach for that long, it's going to be like, I don't know. Ralph was just, it was, it was a guy's weekend. Like, I don't they just, know. They just have fun. You know how guys do. Like, no, ma'am. I don't. <laughs> 
Spring has sprung, and that means it is time for some spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring ones, make sure you are using Ibotta to get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items, from groceries to beauty supplies to toys, so you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you are purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, a new warm weather bedding set, or a flight for that summer getaway you've been eyeing. Other apps, they give you points that don't amount to much. But with Ibotta, you just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and you get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying by using the code MENTION when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code MENTION. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code MENTION. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX is The Veil, now streaming only on Hulu. This episode, we also get a lot of charade because this whole season is just kind of careening toward whatever this she by charade fashion show turned fashion presentation presentation is going to be and this modeling casting that she has with Kenya and with Rowan this this woman it is <laughs> like i i like it makes me laugh but also i am like so distraught over the state of charade's whole thing no honestly because like ma'am and i get that starting a business is hard and all of that i respect all of those things but it's just like you 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 could you couldn't make a t-shirt that's crazy (laughs) (laughs) that's real wild and i think i think the thing even with the other women in the group it's like everybody gets that there are you know hurdles and obstacles to starting a business and whatever and i think that sheree also has like a vision for this that she wants it to be a certain you know she wants it to be a certain level and she wants this many pieces and she wants men and women and she wants the event to be over the top and all of this stuff but it's like there's some disconnect where it's like, if you don't actually have the ability to pull that off, it would be better to just go for something easier. Like it's, it's going to make you look better at the end of the day to do like, uh, you know, a streamlined collection and have like a, an event with fewer people at it than to throw this like gigantic celebration of fashions and not have the models and not have the garments fashions and not, that you know, don't exist. Stuck, it's stuck in Alaska. <laughs> First of all, production has been very, very petty this season across all franchises, but the map was upper <laughs> echelon. Like that was top tier. Sheree's delusion opposite of Drew is the delusion that I don't like. Ma'am, A, you did say you spent a million dollars, and then wh- why you ain't got no show? Like, I just. I'm so confused as to how there is nothing 
very much nothing. And good luck, good luck to that woman. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's well, it's the kind of thing where like I think I enjoy her form of delusion too, to a point though, because it's like I like watching these women kind of like go through the go through life as if they're all that like I think it's kind like that's kind of a funny thing about housewives is like they think they're like the cream of Atlanta and they're at every event and like all of this stuff but then with Sheree it's like that the charm of it kind of wore off before she even came back for this season like it already felt like you've had your chances and you've had time and you've had the opportunities. And so now that it's like week after week, we're getting this narrative of it just being a complete shambles. It's like, do we like, are, do you take this seriously? Like, what's the goal? Like what is actually happening? Because the goal is hilarious. If, if the number one thing was like, I want this clothing line to exist, you could make that happen. Like it's, it just feels like there's so much noise surrounding it. And when, at the party when she brings out these shadow box invitations with the Barbie clothes inside. It's like, what are we doing? Like, what are you doing here? Like what, (laughs) what is happening? Who made these invitations? What are these clothes that are inside? Like how much money did you spend on those? Did you, are you giving those to all a hundred people you invited or just the girls on camera? Like it just is so much like bullshit surrounding this thing that when it comes down to it is like pretty simple. Like you either have a clothing collection that is available for sale or, or you, you don't. don't or you don't. And it, and then it's like, I said this in one of my recaps though. If she just said I've pivoted to using my actual person as a billboard and I am not going to wear clothes, brands, labels, et cetera, that I'm not paid for. And so in the times that I'm not being paid to wear something, I will wear my clothing line that I've created for myself. I'll use my yoga mat, my water bottle, my blah, 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 blah. And I like that. Then from there, you can do pre-orders, whatever the case may be. If capital is the issue, you can do pre-orders because people will have seen the product. They'll see it out in action. But it's like, at this point, I would take a Shopify store from her. Like, give me something. Drop ship it. Right. Like, I mean, I I know personally like half a dozen people with Brooks Marks tracksuits. So you better believe that the second Sheree puts that shit for sale, people are going to buy it. Like, it might not be the next, you know, whatever successful clothing line, but it's like she's going to make a quick buck at the very least. Like, at the very <laughs> least. But it, it's just I, I don't get it. It really just doesn't make sense to me. Ten years. Like, it's just... Something in the milk ain't clean. This is just a perpetual storyline. And I think Kenya, when she was at the model casting with Rowan, she kind of, it almost feels like Kenya is a little bit sick of it too. That she's like, if you're going to invite me to this thing and make me like play along, I'm going to tell you what I really think. And I'm going to tell you that all of these women are not good models. Like this is not the way that this kind of thing is run. And I don't know who this lady is that you hired, but she doesn't know what she's doing. And, you know, I'm not just going to sit here and be like, oh my God, Sheree, the models. Like, Yeah, whoa. I'm not gassing you up for something that doesn't require or deserve gas. But it, it just feels like one big barter situation. Like 
if you come and do my modeling, I'll let you be on the show. Okay. And that does not work like that in real life. And I think that's why we haven't gotten anything. I feel like she's trying to leverage her peach status for something free. And it's like, you gotta, you, you gotta pay for it, baby. Right. And I think, I think, you know, Sheree's been on and off the show a couple times. And I think there's, it makes sense why we only really hear about She by Sheree when she's on the show using it for a storyline, because I don't think she has either the resources or necessarily even the desire to go just like do a clothing line on her own. Like it's meant to be her, her thing on the show. And like, we're gearing up toward the end of the season. And this show is probably going to be like the last couple episodes. And it's going to be a moment. And I just like, for her sake, I would like for it to be like a triumphant moment. And it's like, can we please just like, get get it together? I, I want it to be triumphant for her so bad. I just at the end of this, if there is not a QR code on the TV screen for us to buy something with the She by Sheree logo on there, I never want to hear her mention it again. Yes, I think that's the thing. It feels like this season, like I haven't, I have been entertained by the plotline. And I mean, the map that they're doing and the, the invitations, like all of it, that is like entertaining. But it's for like sure. time's up on She by Sheree this season like this is it's either happening now it's either happening now and then we can talk we can like you know follow its progress or it's just now it's the toaster oven and it's not going to happen and you get a new gig yeah yeah and then you go to century 21 like girl (laughs) you have the blueprint (laughs) if sonia was still out here in 2021 talking about the toaster oven we would be saying the same thing you know like it's funny for a couple seasons and then it's a little sad, and then you move on. And then you move. It, first of all, if Sonia was still talking about that toaster oven, I would call Chase Bank myself. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> could you give your your ex family something? Hey, can you help her? <laughs> um, <laughs> Negotiate some rates or something for her, because man. Oh my god. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about is this scene at the end of the episode where we see Mr. Apollo Nida on the show for the first time in. A good while. And I'm curious how you feel about Apollo making a little reappearance. When you remember when Phaedra was on uh, Wendy Williams before the season wrap and she said that she was yachting in the seas and um, Atlanta was the Titanic. I said, that's a little bitter, girl. Why'd you do that? Like, you shouldn't talk bad about them. Your moment was just over. And then that man walked up on that screen. And I knew he was coming. But when he walked up on that screen, I said, I'll never let go, Jack. Because what are we doing? (laughs) I was surprised that that they kind of let him on the show and, like, to shit talk Phaedra. Like, it was a little... Not even because I love Phaedra and think she's perfect and doesn't deserve it, maybe. But I was just surprised. Because what are we doing? I was surprised that they, like, even kept that in the edit because it just feels kind of messy. It's like, I don't need to, like, if you want to help out Sheree and talk about Tyrone and do her fashion show, whatever. It's, It's a stunt. I kind of, you know, it's fun for what it is. But, like... I don't need to hear about your co-parenting situation with Phaedra. Like, that's not, not our all. business if she's not on the show. I would have respected it if he had came on there and didn't mention her name at all. I would have been like, I stand this man. Like, because why? Like, it's over. Like, it, it just gives bitter and desperate. 
when you sit there and you're talking about the co-parenting and you're talking about things while your perspective is valid because you went through it and you should be able to share it. It's just like not here. Right. And he's saying like when, you know, when he was going through the sentencing and all of that stuff and she wasn't really there for him. And it's like that was six or six, seven years ago at this point. Like, it's not even like that's a recent experience that you're coming back to the show and it's happened since then. It's like, we watched that on like season eight. Like, I don't, yeah, like, okay, that you went to prison and came back and, you know, in that time. re-engaged and all of that. Like, what? (laughs) Tell me about her. (laughs) So I'm like, uh, yeah, like, it's fun to see Apollo. The, The edit that they gave when he's like walking out of the car was just giving me like, I don't know, like R&B music video drama. Yes, it gave wrong show. Like, go to Love and Hip Hop. (laughs) But yeah, I'm like, we can, I don't know. But I guess he'll be on the next episode too because he's now modeling in Sheree's show for free, presumably. She she was like, who can I call up for that will say yes to modeling just for some camera time? And Apollo, top of the list. (laughs) Shade him. I feel like probably like maybe she could get like, uh, you know, Peter Thomas or like, you know, some of the other dudes would say yes too. Peter would say yes, but that wouldn't be best for him. And all I, I, if Peter said yes and popped up on one of these shows, I think his employees, it, it would be over because the receipts that they drop now on the internet, right, about his establishment. I think if he came back on a show, they'd be like, "Oh, you're playing with us." So let's yeah, go. I mean, I don't want to see him back. I just think he would say yes if Sheree asked, and it seems like she needs some free models. So, oh, <laughs> could you God. imagine Peter? walking down the runway in gray sweatpants with a VPL. Oh, no. I don't want to think about the VPL. It really, the, the Sheree fixating on the VPL is like so cringe to me. I'm like, you're a 50 something year old woman who's like, I better make sure I see the dick in the sweatpants. I'm like, come on, please, Sheree. <laughs> Girl, if I can't, if I can't see it, I'm not, I'm not talking to she, you. Like, that's the number one thing that's like on her to-do list for this clothing line. It's like, I don't care if any of the garments arrive or if they look like shit, but if the men are wearing sweatpants, there better be a VPL. There it's like, better be a VPL. Please sort out your priorities because none of this is even happening right now. I need to know, like, who were who the hundred people surveyed? That then said, um, uh, a lot of people have been asking for this, so I think we should put a VPL in the sweatpants. Like, (laughs) 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 who did you question? The hundred people surveyed. Oh my God. It's just like the old ladies who watch Atlanta and are like, (laughs) got me glistening, child. (laughs) Oh my God. Well, Elle, this has been so fun having you here. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed this. Of course. Before we go, tell everyone where they can find you and follow you. I am Housewives in Chit Chat on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram. Um, And then I have a show coming to Roku TV by way of Nosy Bystanders TV. So you can follow Nosy Bystanders TV on TikTok to get all of your updates for the launch of the show. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And thank you everyone for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Picot, and Rebecca Sousmacat. 
Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a Wildberry Splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.